0: welcome back to people who teach a podcast about the habits beliefs and ideas of real people who teach my name is brian seppi one of the hosts alongside my talented colleague mr andrew stella today is one of those episodes that every creator should spend some time doing in fact every teacher should spend some time reflecting on this exact process that we do today and we look back on people who inspired us early in our careers and we think about what was it that inspired us or made us feel seen as educators and we think about how we can carry that forward in all that we do standing on the shoulders of their work and their influence but then also look ahead to paying it forward and inspiring others to feel that same emotion around being seen, around being heard, around being valued in the educational setting. We really hope you enjoy this episode. And at the end, we challenge you to kind of think about that person for yourself, either as a reflective activity or alongside a colleague like Andrew and I did, someone you can share that story with and really think about how you were influenced and shaped to be the educator you are today. So let's dive right into the episode and the stories that Andrew and I bring today. We really hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for being here. Let's go. And today is an exciting episode. Uh, Andrew, why don't you tell us about what it is we are going to challenge ourselves with
1: when it comes to this episode? So we were just kind of thinking of people who have inspired us and kind of made us the teachers, educators, people who we are today, the people who we are that teach. Um, We are such a big community and um, educators are very close. And uh, a lot of people know a lot of people in education. Um, And I think reflecting on this, we have had so many people between Brian and I who have um, shaped and uh, molded us as educators and we want to take some time to just kind of reflect on those stories and talk about uh, how those people have really impacted us in positive ways to help our careers and help the students that we teach.
0: It is such a cool episode. I'm really excited about this. We're yeah. we're going to go back and forth. We're going to share the people, and and you know it's it's hard to name the people, but but I think there's something really impactful about that too, where it says. I'm comfortable naming the person uh, and, and telling you about my experience, about how this person has inspired me, how they have lifted the level of my work when it comes to education and teaching or as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just knowing that we stand on the shoulders. This is an exercise that I firmly believe most educators should take the time to do. On occasion uh you know and we are taking the time tonight for about 25 minutes here to just sort of reflect on the people who have inspired our path in education and what we are all about and perhaps share some attributes about those people so let's flip a coin andrew um i'm flipping the metaphorical coin right now what do you got heads or tails tails Tails, you get the choice to uh go first or defer uh to me. So what is your your call?
1: I'm gonna defer to You're you. Defer. All I'm right. I'm gonna defer to you.
0: All right. So I'm gonna start us off. So one person, uh, and I've mentioned this uh gentleman on the podcast before, and I still get the privilege of working with Steve. So Steve Cook is the guy, and I'll put him in the same company as Corinne Lofton, uh, playing a, a very significant role in my early steps in education. Uh, I was a mentor, uh, or I'm sorry, an after school tutor slash mentor in an after school program, and I walked into this space and was really trying to grapple with how do I lead an after school program from three thirty until 6 15. It was a long time. And, um, these are students that have been in, in school all day long and they were in this after school program and we had things like specials and things like that. But I, that was my first experience teaching in the classroom. And if it wasn't for Steve, who was a teacher next door, a sixth grade teacher next door, sort of taking the time to realize that, um, I don't know. I don't know that he would say I, I he would, he would probably share it as like, I I wasn't struggling, but deep down inside, I felt like the proverbial duck, uh, calm on the top. And I was sort of paddling frantically underneath about, uh, how do I do this teaching thing? And is this right for me? But I could tell you, Steve would come across, uh, after hours, uh, just doing his planning or whatever he was doing in his classroom, would come over to check in and see how we were doing. And that started the foundation of the relationship. And from that point on, Steve and I became very good friends. Now, Uh, I recognize that Steve had a lot to offer me. So I am one who values mentors and um, I seek mentorship out. Uh, I didn't really have the words around it when I started early in my career, but I gravitated towards people who I felt could impact me or influence me in a very positive way. So the, the gravitational pull towards Steve was very natural for me. Steve had these qualities where he was calm. He was very direct about his feedback or these like actionable steps, but I think he was also considerate that like, hey, look, let's play the long game here. You're not gonna get good at teaching overnight, right? So that, that those little reminders of uh, influence, I think stuck with me for so long. And I will say this, Steve is patient, uh, he cares deeply about the people who are friends with him or in his circles or the people that teach with him. He cares deeply about the kids that he serves and education. And I just feel like, uh, even to this day, still having the privilege now, uh, just to kind of contextualize this, Steve and I worked together closely. I, uh, made a departure from that school and Steve and I now circle back to working together again. And I can tell you, if it wasn't for his influence and sort of guidance uh, and mentorship in a calm way, not like in a, in a way where he knew best and kind of mm-hmm. preaching to me kind of way, but in a way where he was like, look, let's just have the simple reminders of try this thing. It might not work, but let's talk about it. Or uh, let's plan together, but really get down to the essentials of what it is we actually need to teach kids. And I mm-hmm. think having that sort of, I don't want to call it, Uh, a minimalist mindset, right? Or I want to call it maybe like an essentialist mindset, if you will, if that's a a phrase or we can coin that phrase. But I think he was really focused on the essentials of teaching, of really diving deep into the relationships with students and all of those reminders about the softer skills that were on the fringes of the work that I, I thought I had to come in and teach the curriculum, right? Like that and 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 get classroom management under wraps. And I think those two things are very daunting for an early career teacher, uh, first year teacher. But for his, if it wasn't for his mentorship, I don't know uh, that I would be in the place that I am now. And I am grateful uh, for that. I've let Steve know this uh, several times and hopefully he's listening to this at some point. But, you know, I find him to be just uh, a great Great colleague, a great friend, and certainly serving the role as mentor uh, for so many of my years, uh, even to this day. I mean, I popped down there just to get five minutes of his time, and I am so grateful for the time. So every time I get a chance to connect with Steve, I will do so. He is the person that has arguably influenced me um, to be the educator that I am today, and the person I am when I when I serve my colleagues and in the classroom. You can always test ideas with him. He is straight with his feedback. He's going to question you. He's going to challenge you in a very um, dignified manner and um yeah I just I just find him to be so fascinating and many do many do I know you do too so
1: that, oh, that's ab- my
0: first one up Steve
1: absolutely and uh, I feel like and forgive me if I'm wrong but this is going to be an episode that is not going to stop here we can't just stop here because we have so many people who have like helped us along the way and it's just th- this is going to continue Good. so I, I And I, you know, I feel like if you, if you listen to our podcast, right, I always talk about like, there's an overarching theme that you know, our podcast is evolving. I feel like the theme right now is we're all about people who teach. We're bringing on people who teach. We're talking about people who teach. We're talking about the people who have shaped us as educators. And I like what you said about Steve. And I'm not going to talk about Steve because I could talk about Steve too, but I'm going to save Steve for another time with my experience. But um, I'm going to stick with the Westminster experience um, because I, for those of you who don't know, I um, was in graduate school in Tennessee. I think I talked about that maybe on the first podcast. And when I came back to Buffalo and in the Buffalo area, I did not have a position. I had a teaching degree, no position. People were trying to help me out. They were like, this guy's got to get in the classroom. And I was teaching pre-K for a little bit and I got an opportunity to teach at Westminster. And you know, both the people I'm going to talk about are at Westminster, but I walked into this room and in this room, I didn't know what was, what was even happening. I walked in in March and um, they needed a a long-term substitute position and in walks in now, one of my best friends, Kelly, um, she was another first grade teacher, Kelly Taborczyk. And, um, she came in and was like, oh boy, he's very new to teaching. She, she even says it now. She says he was very new. He looked very scared. And, um, she was my, you know, my closest friend. And, uh, she taught me a lot of things, um, about teaching, um, and about life. Um, and she still does. And we're still very close. And even though I'm not at that school anymore, I can still remember walking into Westminster and Matt Feldman walking me in and Zalasco and um, just just the experience of walking into that room. And the first person who walked in who greeted me was her. She went out of her way to come into the room and say, I am Kelly. Um, it's so nice to meet you." Um, let me give you a heads up about this class and like, what's, you know, what, uh, the kids, some of the kids in this class and like where they're at academically and things like that. And we kind of talked really quickly and, you know, she reached out and she didn't have to, Hmm. and I think she just taught me about, about kindness and how to be kind to kids and how to be kind to adults and how to be real too like like she's a very real teacher and um i learned so much from her she would come into my classroom and no judgment would come in and watch my lessons and i'm very which i know you're like this too we want teachers to watch us we want to collaborate we want to we want to continue to grow right and um she would come into my classroom and we and we just had a a strong collaborative relationship based around kids and wanting to see the best in kids and promoting kindness and friendship. And our kids did so good over the five years that we were teaching together. And I am so thankful for the relationship. And she, you know, I think about, I'm reading it right now, the, the new girl and, and, uh, the F and P's, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Nora made the first move for any yeah. of my kids listening. Right. I just gave you the comprehension qu- question. So, uh, but Nora made the first move. She smiled at Liz like, that's what Kelly did to me. And, um, I'm forever grateful. And it made me the teacher that I am today. And, um, I just want to thank her. Kudos to
0: Kelly. That is amazing. And so for those of you just joining us, or you're in the middle of listening to this podcast, we are talking about the people who have inspired us and whose work we stand on the shoulders of currently and have sort of built us up to be the educators that we are today. And um, we are going to revisit the series because there are far too many people that I need to name and, and I am not putting together this list in any sort of order, uh, other than to say, Um, the, the, perhaps the timeline of my career is how I'm sort of chronicling my list, um, to keep it in some sort of order. There are many people that, uh, wrap their support and ideas around me today that inspire me to be better. But I think this is an exercise that many can do individually. You can stop for a minute. Think about the qualities of the people, which I'm going to get into this in a minute with my next story. Think about the qualities of the people who have inspired you. What was it about that person? What were the lessons you learned? And how are they sort of living out that work today? How are you living out that work today uh, as a result of those lessons learned or the attributes of those relationships that you had? Because we are all inspired by somebody. um, And that is just such a nice place to be. So next up on my list... um, this one's interesting because imagine imagine being a, a sixth grade teacher, okay? So I go, I, I'm walking, I'm, one day I'm a sixth grade teacher. Spring hits, they post this new job and it is now, you are going to become the instructional literacy coach. And we are a teacher's college um, professional development school. So we have staff development there and they come in and they watch you. So I get this, I get this job in the spring of, um, Fifteen, um, right? Pardon me. 15? 2015, right? Uh, no, this was two thousand eight. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been I've been coaching coaching for a very I've been out of I, the I classroom thirteen years, years now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, so I, I get this job I get this job in spring of two thousand eight, and I immediately recognize the gravity of this decision. Okay. Mm-hmm. I walk back into my room i tell my students and i you know pull it together and i'm like this is this might be the last class i teach for a while right of my own students and there was something um hmm there was something really interesting about that moment and i I can come back to that another time in the podcast but the a few months later we're back in session and one of the staff developers that we had uh then uh again my my first year of of coaching was Renee Hauser. Now, Renee has gone on to do really great work when it comes to um, her work in literacy and the books that she has written. Uh, she was a staff developer for the project, she has gone on to do work, her and Gravity Goldberg uh, do amazing work um, when it comes to their literacy consultant now. And I'm sure Renee has inspired so many people. And I have I have told her this before, but there's a moment where I recognize Uh, being in a classroom, Renee was there to coach the way that it worked in the model was we would go into a classroom and as a new coach, uh, Renee would be coaching me to coach a colleague teaching a lesson. So thankfully, we had a a very welcoming colleague who welcomed us in their room to, to help me hone my skills as an instructional coach, a literacy coach. And Renee, that year, like, From the very first day, I felt like she saw me and the potential I had in me, even though I felt like a complete imposter walking into the room and trying to offer feedback and uh, implement coaching in our building. I felt completely out of place. And Renee recognized that I had these talents and she would name these talents. She was like, we would walk out of a classroom and she'd say things like, you were so um careful to you know craft your language with your your colleague or you know your feedback was just always starting from a strengths based perspective or um you were so willing to jump in there and i felt like i'm like you know what like i i was and you're right mm-hmm. and um i felt like she was really looking out for my strengths first and she was like the first person to identify that because i think many people can go into a, a setting where they're there to coach somebody and they can kind of go after, you know, the, you know, the weaknesses or really draw upon all the gaps that are there and try to Hmm. try to fix there. And she wasn't out to fix me. She was there as an encourager and really helped me like believe that I could do this role. And she kind of empowered me to have a voice and an understanding that coaching isn't going to be about you teaching a mini lesson or you demonstrating a conference. Coaching is going to be about the relationships that you're building and empowering your colleagues to find their path forward and solve their own issues. Now, I think she did much of this implicitly because it's the way that she kind of operates. But I felt like her lifting me up and really seeing me and there was one moment we were in this room and I just didn't know what to say. And like I remember like turning to her and almost like appealing and saying like help me out here, you know, right? And she was like think about it as if it were you. What would you want to hear? And I remember hearing that line and I'm like Right. And I was like, coach, coach, like you would coach, like coach in the way that you would want to be coached. And, and I, when I I remember hearing that lesson that day from her and I'm like, that's it, that's it. Like, it's almost like she unlocked me that day. And I said, from that day point forward, I really wanted to coach. And I often, I have said this year, you know, over the years where I want to coach like Renee right? Like I wanted to be in that space where I really lifted people up, got them to see the possibilities in their current circumstances and help them to see a path forward. And she was able to help me crystallize a lot of that. And to be honest with you, our work time and the whole scope of things was very short, but I, really felt comfortable reaching out to her even last year. And we've done some talking uh, via text and communication over the years. And I'm happy that I sort of opened that door uh, or, or found that door again with her because um, she really was one of those people that left a lasting mark in a very short amount of time. And mm-hmm. I know she meant it. Like I, mm-hmm. can, I know she was intentional about saying he's got some talents here. He's got some skills. I need him to see himself that way. And and she was able to to really bring that to light. So I am forever grateful for Renee Hauser that way. So um and I will link her uh information in the show notes so that you can you can find her and we'll try to do that with all of our uh colleagues that we named tonight. So wow.
1: Yeah. She was that really- was good. That was good. She was really good. Yeah. All right. How really- about you? What say
0: you, Andrew? <laughs> Who do you got next? Who has inspired you and your work um to this point?
1: Now was she at Westminster?
0: So she was a she was a she was with Teachers College at the time, and but um, they were at Westminster. But she would come in to coach at Westminster. Yep. Wow.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sticking on the Westminster train. Yeah, we're there. Early career stuff right now. I love it. So picture me right coming back. I'm teaching pre-K. I don't. I know. I know what it is to teach. I know I got the skills right, and. I applied for every single position I could possibly even come across and I couldn't even get a call, not a call, nothing. And it was really difficult and I was even looking um for other careers because I needed to support my family. And I got a call from Westminster and I sat down and I and I I didn't really have many interviews like at all. Like, like there was, there was only like maybe one or two, but I wasn't even close. Like it wasn't even close. Um, and I was taking interviews and other things just to try to build my interview skills. And I kind of came into Westminster with this attitude that like, I'm just, I'm just going to be me. Right. And when I went into the interview, I met Rob Ross, who was our principal at Westminster and he interviewed me. And he asked me to come in that day that I met Kelly and um, he took a chance on me.
0: Mm.
1: And I think that's, uh, <laughs> Rob is a, a guy who gives chances and who sees people. And we talk a lot about being heard and being seen and being valued. And I think Rob does an amazing job as that, at that as an administrator. Um, and he was a, a great principal. And I, it was really hard for me to leave because I really enjoyed working for him. And I was the first person that he hired Mm. when he took over as principal. So it was really difficult for me, but I learned so much from him. And it's hard to say all the things that I learned from my first principal. Yeah. Cause he is a very awesome dude. Um, but a lot that I learned with him was how to be flexible, Mm. how how to look at, um, data and how to look at kids, not as numbers or, or reading levels and how to, um, how to be the change, how to Mm. like inspire change. And, and when things are really tough, like how to keep moving through and how to keep uh, kids in the forefront of your mind when all the other things come in happens in schools. Um, he is. He was a, a really good coach and mentor. And I just really enjoyed my time with him. Um, I feel like as we're talking about this stuff, I really, again, I'm going to go back to the FMPs because I'm doing my FMPs right now. <laughs> but we're talking about all these lessons that we're learning from yeah. these um, people that have been in our lives. And And when we ask these kids, these questions, what lesson did you learn from this character and how can you apply this experience to your own life? We're doing it right now. Like Mm -hmm. this is what we're teaching kids how to do. We're looking for um, people like Rob that are going to have a lasting impact that are going to teach us lessons that are going to carry on with us through, through our educational experience, through our teaching experiences. And if Rob is listening, I just really thank him for giving me a chance because nobody else would. And I, I was looking for a teaching position for about uh, two years and he took a chance on me and he saw something and, um, I hope it paid off for him. <laughs> um, yeah. but it really did for me and I enjoyed my time there. And, um, after COVID, I hope I can go back and visit, but he's just been such a mentor to me. And, um, You know, and the other thing too, and I'm going to leave you with this with Rob, because I I could just keep going on and I I don't want to do that, but um, he would always, and this is something that he used to do was he would write you like little notes and he would put them in your mailbox and he would say like, I, you know, I appreciate you taking time during dismissal to, to give up your prep time to come Mm -hmm. or or, or like stay with kids during your lunch. Like I I see you, I appreciate you. Yeah. And he was really good at that. And it made me feel really good about working for him and Mm -hmm. working, no, not working for him, working with him. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's just, he's a really great, he's a really great guy. And, um, I value that time that I had with him.
0: Yeah, that's a powerful reflection, Andrew. And, and I have a lot to say about Rob and he is certainly up on uh, when we do this series about people who have influenced our path in education, people who are currently influencing us and events uh, that have influenced our teaching too. I think, yeah, you know, you bring up a really good point. Like when somebody writes you a thank you note, okay, there's a couple ways to process that. One is like you could get it, read it, put it aside. Now for Rob, and all the people who have written me, thank you. I actually for all of people, I, I used to have it in the backpack, which I can I can show you now if you want to see it.
1: Oh yeah, I did the same thing
0: in, in the, the backpack. The thing. This, this thing is old, okay. But mm-hmm. in this backpack, um, there I had to move them all. I had to move them to a uh, a shoebox. Um, but I, I've taken all these thank you notes over the years. And I, I legitimately hold them like, and, and, and I know people have, like, I have a smile file or, you know, some people have a rainy day folder in their email. You get a nice email and you put it there, but something is a little bit different. And I send gratitude emails all the time, but something's a little bit different about a handwritten note, even if it's just a few words. Okay. Mm. Somebody had to sit down, take out a pen or a pencil or however you're doing this. And they had to craft the language and put the pen to paper. There is, when you think about that and you can dig into empathy and say like, man, somebody had to like legitimately sit down and craft a message, seal it and send it to me, like drop it in the mailbox or like hand it to me. Um, Yeah. And you're right. Like he did that so magically. I mean, for everything too. And you never felt when you got his note, you never felt for a minute that it was anything other than than sincere. It was 100% sincere. He believed it. He was like, he found the good in you. He sent you that note. He let you know. Um, I have many from uh, my early days of presenting with him, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) both on a local level presentation and on a national level uh, presentations. And those notes meant the world because I felt like such a fumbling fool at days. And he just made you feel like, you got through it and it was magical and you were brilliant. And I'm like, really? Cause I think I flopped that thing, but um, yeah, I don't want to, I'll bring him up in, in the next episode that we do in this series about people who have influenced us. And um, we will carry that on, but you know, all of the characteristics that we named today uh, about people who have influenced our work were really about relationships first. And mm-hmm. many of the people that we named were really taking care for just one person, right? Like you described that moment of Kelly, Coming down to greet you on your first day. She didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. She did. Right. She she comes down. Like that says a lot about her, her leadership, her character, right? That time that she has to take to come down and say, there's a new person. I need to welcome him. Right. Or um me describing Steve after school program. He doesn't have to, he doesn't owe me anything, right? But him to come next door, walk over and see a guy that was in his own mind, struggling with classroom, um, to come over and give me tips and really sort of bridge the relationship for what has now become a 16 year relationship that he and I have formed friendship wise. And, um, and then you describing, uh, the power that Rob, uh, sort of mentored you and coached. You. I love how you use that language around. He coached you and saw something in you. He gave you a chance right? Mm -hmm. Like he saw something in you that perhaps somebody else didn't see. And then my description of Renee, the same way, Renee didn't have to, you know, spend all that time with me and, um, do anything, but other than get me to do the nuts and bolts of coaching. But she really tried to unlock my skill set, and she saw me for who I was and she valued the strengths that I brought to the table and helped me see the, uh, possibilities in my current circumstances about who I could become as a coach. And I just Mm -hmm. feel like those people, um, are really all in on other people, number one. Number two, they value the ideas of others, right? Like they could have just sat in their classrooms, done nothing and they they chose otherwise. And I just think that is just such a powerful place to be. So if you're out there and you are supporting educators or if you have early career educators and Andrew and I just described like the early years of our teaching, I would challenge you to walk the talk right? Like it's my, I, I, after doing this episode, I am going to make sure that I am in somebody's classroom tomorrow, really filling them up and letting them know, um, you know, just how much I value them and, and see them and know the work that they're putting in. And I just think it's one of those things where we could be doing so much more of that kind of thing to lift our profession, finding the others, lifting them up, supporting them. And I know there are many people doing it, but being intentional, About that act is really, really important.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm going to the next person. Just asking them, hey, is there anything you need? Mm. You know, anybody, anybody. I'm gonna. I got a whole stack of thank you cards. I'm ready to go. You know, I mean, it's just, and it's these kind of moments, and and like you said earlier in the podcast, this reflection. This is like a reflection activity that we just did with each other that you can do to realize like how much that did mean to you and um you know why you got into teaching in the first place and what made you what made you um the person you are today.
0: Yeah, and that's a great place to end the episode, Andrew. I think is to we would challenge all of you to think about the people who have inspired your path in education. Okay? they could be leaders, they could be colleagues next door, they could be coaches, they could be anybody on campus. Challenge yourself to think back on those people who have inspired you. What were the qualities they brought? And how can you, how do you, how are you living those qualities out now? Number one. And number two, how can you give back in a way that they kind of gave to you? I think is a great way to end the episode. So Andrew, take us out. We appreciate you being here and, um, Andrew will take us out and until next time.
1: Everybody, this is what people who teach is all about. If you find value here, you enjoy hearing Brian and I talk, bringing on guests, hearing us on clubhouse, even on Wednesdays at six 30, please follow. Um, and, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you next time.
0: All right. Until next time, my friends be well. That episode was so much fun to work our way through, thinking back on the people who have inspired us and the people we stand on the shoulders of their influence and lead today much like the influence we had from them. And we are so grateful to have had those people in our lives. And we encourage you and challenge you to take the exercise at the end of this episode and try it for yourself encourage your colleagues to think back on those people and thank them because many of them need to hear that they had such an influence so we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you haven't done so already please consider subscribing and sharing the podcast itself with your colleagues and people who teach Uh, We really want to get the message out there and create a community that values what it is we're doing day to day on campus in classrooms. Um, So if you have a chance, please give us a rating, give us some feedback on what it is we're doing, leave us a comment. We truly, truly appreciate all of the support. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time,
1: keep bringing it for kids. Thanks.